Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know that everything in this episode is meant to be taken with a grain of salt. We're trying to simplify some relatively complex topics and we're not going to be able to cover all of the details. But with that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where you guessed it, we make money make sense. My name is Nicholas. My name is Samuel. And in today's episode, we'll be covering GameStop. It's a very heavily covered topic all over the news, and it's been made memes of all over the internet. So we just wanted to have a TLDR of this whole situation and let you guys know all about it and our opinions about it. So this is a few things we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to briefly go over what exactly is GameStop, what's been happening to its stocks, what are stocks in general, and how have a group of Redditors beat Wall Street, causing them to lose billions over the span of just one month. So to get started, why don't we just talk about what is GameStop? Yeah, so GameStop is known by uh, many names in different countries. Here in Canada, they're known as EB Games. But they're most well known for selling video games, video game consoles, video game merchandise. And due to the COVID-19 pandemic, they've been suffering a lot of losses in their retail section. But they're also growing out their online selection of goods and they're building on that. Well, well, not only not only due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I mean, honestly, I'm just hopping on their website and I'm just looking at this first thing that I see. Anime appreciation. <laughs> we love anime. Power up with great savings on anime. 20% off on select anime statues. Now $9.99. Select anime pops. I mean, honestly, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Nowadays, at these EB games, like here in Canada, all you see are just Funko Pops. You barely see any consoles or games. You have shelves on shelves of these Funko Pops of different like genres and different hobbies. But like basically, these stores are not selling games anymore because, well, the, nowadays everything's online, right? You, you Most people are just buying the games online. It's usually a bit cheaper and it's, well, quite convenient just to download it with how internet speeds are faster nowadays. And even though these files are like huge, right? Like, for instance, I know Warzone had some controversy for being close to 100 gigabytes. But nowadays, people just download games and there's not a much of a need for stores like GameStop. Yeah, and like even before the pandemic, GameStop was already suffering a lot of losses in revenue, sales, or whatnot. But if we go back to the very beginning, we take a look back at, look, take a look back at GameStop's history. Quite frankly, a lot of people who are in their late 20s, 30s, or around that age, they basically grew up with video games and they grew up with GameStop, right? That's their go-to place to actually get games. That's the only place where they knew they could get their hands on these video games. There was no such thing as, you know, online downloading or whatnot. They can't just buy stuff from, I don't know, Epic Games as they do these days, right? So a lot of people have grew up in this culture from GameStop and that's why there are a lot of mixed opinions about this. A lot of people see this company as a dying company. There's no real future or potential for this company but a lot of people say look it's very nostalgic for me i grew up here i don't want to see it fail so that's kind of the two sides that we have about this company itself right yeah exactly i mean there's a similar scenario with uh, toys r us which recently uh, stopped doing business in the u.s i think i'm not sure about the canadian situation because i think there's still toys r us canada that's running around 
but just because of pure nostalgia, people really have these positive memories of going through these stores and buying products. And they just really want to revive those old memories. The memories of nostalgia are really powerful. And they associate some childhood happiness with these companies. Uh, another thing that is possibly driving up the growth of these is because there's the new consoles coming out, right? There's the PS5 and the Xbox One. I believe it's called the Series X, or their naming scheme is a bit confusing. But uh, yeah, these new consoles, people are buying them, and also due to the lack of supply, I mean, people are trying to buy these and they're unable to, so that's a possible area of growth that GameStop can still capitalize on just because of how much demand there is. And in the future, there'll also be more supply so they can get more sales of these consoles out. Okay, so let's talk about stocks. That's the next thing on our list. Um, as we know, GameStop is a pretty big company. It's a billion dollar company. So as a result, guess what? They are able, they're willing to sell basically small, tiny, tiny portions of their company on the stock market. Uh, they're able to sell stocks to the general public. So anyone who is interested in basically owning a, a fraction of a percentage of this company, they can buy a stock on the stock market and you can say, hey, I kind of own a little bit of GameStop, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how stocks work, right? They have a dividend yield as well because you're part of the company, so you get part of the profits. And But in the case of GameStop, you're really not looking at uh, too much of a dividend. Their dividend yield is under 1%. So here, these investors are looking at dying company and mainly just trying to see, well, how well their online division is going to go and grow because the retail division, though there's still a market, it's not going to be as much growing and they're just going to try their best to not regress and not shrink the market, of course. So look, Samuel, you know the GameStop stock has basically been the center of all this controversy recently. We're hearing all over the news where, oh, these kids on Reddit, these gamers are buying this GameStop stock while the people on Wall Street are shorting it. They are predicting that GameStop is going to basically die in the near future. So what exactly is this idea of like shorting a stock? How can these Wall Street or hedge fund managers short a stock? And what does it mean for retail investors every day, you know, Joe Schmoes to buy these stocks? So what's the difference? Yeah, so when you're buying a stock, of course, you're hoping it will grow, right? You want your investment to grow, you want the company to succeed. But in this case, when you're shorting a stock, you believe that the company's gonna fail, you believe it's gonna like not succeed. So in this case, what these hedge fund managers are doing is they're first borrowing the stock and selling it right away at the market price. And they're hoping it goes down, right? So then when it goes down, hopefully, as they believe, then they can buy it up again and return the borrowed stock and they can keep the difference. So let's give an example. Let's say I'm buying GameStop at $10 and hypothetically it goes down to $3, right? So I'm borrowing it at $10, I'm selling it, and then after a while I buy it back at $3 and I return it to whoever I borrowed it from. I'm getting $7 back and therefore I'm just winning, you know? Like that's what their goal was. But in this case, what happened to these hedge fund managers is they kind of went over greedy. They shorted 140% of the float shares, meaning the total amount of shares that are open to the public. And that actually left their position really open for these Reddit retail investors to take advantage of. So in this case, the Reddit retail investors, they saw on publicly traded information that stock was heavily, heavily shorted and therefore by initiating a short squeeze then they were able to well it's not just any it's not just any reddit retail investor it's a very very special community of investors who just happen to be on reddit and they they have a 
I don't know how to call it, like a, a micro ecosystem of these uh, very, very talented, I shall say, very special individuals. They formed a community called Wall Street Bets. And they are just notorious for, as you know, right, Samuel, all they do is um, put their life savings on stock options. They're gambling their life savings away on stocks. But hey, stocks only go up and, you know, they have they, have, they don't have much to lose anyway. So that's that. So they're notorious for either making it really huge in one night or just losing it all. So that's basically Wall Street Bets. It's a very tiny group of, uh, it's, like, it's, it's not that tiny anymore, right? It's got like 3 million, 4 million members. I believe it's 8 million now after the Elon Musk shout out. Yo, Elon Musk, he basically, it was, I believe it was like around 2 million uh, before all of these news happened. But now it's like standing at 8 million strong only after like around a week. So there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of excitement around the server. I mean, people are really happy about uh, the growth. And now, like with the fluctuations, there are really people standing strong and believing in the cause of sticking it to these hedge fund managers and like showing the retail investors can win against the hedge fund investors in this case. But that's mainly just because of the hedge fund managers overstepping. Okay, you mentioned that retail investors are winning against hedge fund managers. Let's, let's go back and, like, why is this the case, right? Um, as you mentioned, like, these hedge fund managers are expecting the stock price to go down, which is, I would say, it's still risky. You don't know if GameStop's selling going to be revived somehow. Maybe their anime appreciation <laughs> really kicks yeah. off, but they're predicting that it's going to fall, and it, it is reasonable. They're not making a lot of sales, not generating a lot of revenue and profit, but h- how exactly can the stock price just randomly rise so high? Yeah, I mean, the more people that buy a stock, uh, like the stock usually just increases in price because the volume traded. There's more people demanding for the stock than there is supply, meaning that the price artificially goes up. And in this case, like Wall Street bets the whole server just wants more of the stock, you know, game stonks. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, stocks, okay, in general, stocks don't always go up, right? But stonks always go up, bro. Stonks, like these people, they really believe that, uh, they like the stonk, the game, the game, the game <laughs> oh stonk, right? So, oh. so they're buying a lot of the stock. They're raising the price just because they want to piss off these Wall Street, uh, these people on Wall Street, these hedge fund managers such as Melvin Capital, right? So what they're doing, they're just... Wait, yeah, didn't they, uh, Melvin Capital, like, they basically went under, right? They like... They, they were they were like one of the main guys who were trying to short GameStop stock. And with the, all of these retail investors banding together and saying, uh, you know, F you, hedge fund managers, I'm just going to buy GameStop stock, watch it rise to to the ceiling, and have you guys, well, you're gonna have, you guys are going to have to lose, right? So Melbourne Capital, they did go under, right? Or they had to be like bailed out with a couple hundred million dollar huge bailout. Yeah, it was like a huge bailout. It was like a billion dollar bailout. Yeah, like two or two or three billion from what I remember. So it was a huge bailout. They suffered billions in losses just because of how, how big the growth was. The stock went from, I believe it was around three to ten, like somewhere then when it, the short was first announced, I think it was around around there. But now like it went up to all the way up to 300. So if you think about the percentage increase, like these Melvin Capital, they're actually just all their... their their losses are just enormous, so they suffered huge losses. So to summarize what basically happened over this past uh, couple of weeks, maybe this past month, is, well, we start off with GameStop, a basically dying company with decreasing revenues, not a lot of sales, and they're not making a lot of profit. Wall Street 
and the hedge fund managers are basically predicting that this company is going to die very soon. They're shorting stocks of this company, meaning that they're selling now, but buying later at a lower price and making that profit in between. And on the other side of the spectrum, we have a lot of these people who basically grew up with GameStop. There's a lot of gamers in the online community. They band together on a social media platform called Reddit. They have a community with over 8 million members. And what they say is, hey, if we just all buy the stock instead, we can actually make the price go up. And when hedge fund managers are betting that the stock goes down, well, guess what? They're going to lose out on this bet. They're gambling all their money away, just like we do, and they're going to lose out on it. So that's exactly what happened. A lot of these retail investors were able to jack up the price extremely high, regardless of whether or not the company has actually any value. And well, hedge fund managers and Wall Street is able to lose billions. So that's basically, basically I would say, the important things to take away. What's also important to take away is that, let's be honest, no one really knows how this is going to happen, how this is going to play out, right? A lot of it is just speculation. Exactly. The future is still in the air and we'll have to see what happens. We'll keep you guys updated on this scenario. But speaking of value, so Nicholas, you mentioned value, right? That's right. Value. You know what th this reminds me of? There's a Reddit user with the name u slash deep effing value. And he's basically the leader of this movement, right? This guy, he's suffered so many losses in the beginning. He started with, I believe, a, in a starting investment amount of around 50k. He held strong when it dropped even more. When he held strong, when it rose all the way up to the high 300s, and even when it goes down to 100, 200, this guy's hard holding, and he's really what's making the people on Reddit like have confidence to keep holding it even when the price fluctuates. The quote is, "If he's still in, I'm still in." So yeah, diamond hands. Diamond hands. Diamond hands. Exactly. Yeah, so that's basically the scenario in a nutshell. And um, Nicholas, you have anything else to say? Look, honestly, I think it's I think it's pretty impressive that a bunch of people who don't know each other, they just have this one common shared experience of firstly not liking Wall Street people, not liking these billionaires, able to profit off of everyday Joe Schmoes. But at the same time, I think that it's extremely risky. I mean, look, if you're if you have a life savings worth of money, I don't know, you're willing to gamble, then by all means, go ahead. But at the same time, you have to be aware that if you do choose to go in with these kinds of things, I mean, the Reddit community has, Wall Street Bets has been doing things like, oh, what, why don't we just, we can't just stop at GameStop. We got to buy AMC Entertainment, we have to buy Nokia, we have to buy BlackBerry, we have to buy, what's that, what's that other one called? Dogecoin? <laughs> Dogecoin. Yeah. So all these guys say, oh, let's just buy it. Let's just jack up the price. But the thing is, is that if we're, in order for the price to actually go up like extremely high, everyone has to buy, everyone has to hold. But if you have people just selling out early and trying to make that profit, cashing out, the stock price is going to plummet. And that's how we see a lot of people, if you don't get in early and if you don't quit at the right time, if you don't have an exit strategy, oftentimes you might just lose out on a lot of money. And especially when, you're, when we're talking about like life savings, uh, I mean, that's your life savings, right? I mean, I don't think anyone should be the ones to put down the line. So that should be all for this situation. Uh, there's still a lot more to talk about and events are constantly unfolding by day, by the hour. So stay tuned for part two. Very likely we're gonna come out with this. And we would like to thank you once again for joining us on episode seven of the Money Makes Sense podcast, where we covered GameStop 
and stock shorting in this episode. Thank you so much. And we hope that we made money make sense. We hope to see you again in the next episode of the Money Makes Sense podcast.